0: Innisfirgedance is a folk fantasy podcast set in an alternate Appalachia and faraway Celtic fort. You can help support me and this story by sharing it with your friends, posting on social media, or by clicking the link in the description to buy me a coffee. I'm glad you joined me this week, and stay safe out there in the woods. Previously on the Innis Forgetance, while together on top of the West Mountain, Mama told Porter she had been so overcome by the curse of the Neverseen that she had run away to give herself over to the spirits of the forest until Henrietta interfered. Something about the way she explained herself, though, didn't sit right with Porter. He sensed that his mother was lying. But why on earth would she lie about that? Porter in comb. Porter didn't remember falling asleep, but he awoke to the fiery blaze of the sunset filtering through cracks in the hut. Mama sat in the doorway, a black silhouette with her knees to her chest looking out. He flexed his fingers and toes, then moved his legs. The bones creaked, muscles throbbing with ache and thaw, but the frostbite was relenting. He sighed and swung his legs over the side of the cot. The scent of roasting meat filled his nose, and his belly erupted in eager gurgles. Ahead, Henrietta stood by the fire, carefully rotating what appeared to be a hefty jackrabbit on the spit. His eyes cut to the wall, where the brown-gray pelt was tacked taut. A mess of entrails sat on a plate below it. How do you feel? the old woman asked, sounding distracted. Better. He shrugged, "'leaning his ear toward one shoulder, then the other. "'A little stiff. "'Achy. Mm, "'Better. "'How'd you nab the rabbit?' "'Dead fall, Trap.' "'Henrietta lifted the spit and carried the cooked carcass "'to one of the flat stones, "'scraping it down and off the spit with a green branch. "'Give it some time to cool.' "'and you'll have the fattest parts all to yourself. "'Though that ain't saying much for rabbit meat.' "'They ate in silence. "'Porter savored the fatty hind legs of the jackrabbit, "'then clamped a paw-paw cake between his molars and yanked. "'He happily chewed large bunches of wilted chickweed, "'glugged two mugs of cherry-bark tea.' and wiped the remnants of it all from his face with his sleeve. When he finally looked up, Henrietta watched him with amusement. "'Done now, are you?' He smirked self-consciously, swiped his back teeth with his tongue, prying out the last sticky bits of pawpaw. He could have eaten the entire jackrabbit. "'Thank you, Miss Henrietta.' Henrietta grunted as she got her legs underneath her and stood, picking up the cleaned bones from her rock. She dropped them into her kettle and passed it to Porter, then Mama. They added their bones to the water, and she hung it back on the spit. He glanced to Mama. She didn't look up. "'Are you feeling all right, Mama?' he asked. "'Miss Henrietta?' When Mama turned, her eyes were wide and helpless, as though she watched an invisible, unavoidable tragedy. I can't go on anymore. There's a pit in my stomach. A terrible dread, but I must sleep. Please. Her voice broke, and she covered her face with her hands her shoulders trembling as she silently wept. The sight shook Porter so deeply, he got to his feet and walked into the hut's dark shadows. Clearly his mother was afflicted. She didn't lie about the crying sickness. Questions popped like embers in his mind, and combined with his dangerous journey, his hard day's work all the boggling things Henrietta had told him, the nightmarish experience at the sleeping place, and all he had yet to do. The tangled mess of all of it made him hot with anger. He clutched his head and squeezed it tight. How in the hell could he help his mother if he couldn't understand what was going on? When he turned again, Henrietta was sitting close to Mama, holding both of her hands, speaking so softly that he couldn't hear. She reached up to cup Mama's cheek and draw the tears away from her skin with her calloused thumbs. Porter's heart cracked and stung at the tenderness that his mother never knew from her mother, the comfort that he never knew from his own, the loss they had all suffered because of the never-seen. If I unlock her, he said, voice cracking, could it help? It's possible, Henrietta stroked Mama's forearm. Unlockings bring deeper understandings of who we truly are. She gripped Mama's hands tighter, but now Henrietta looked at him. But you canna stop here. You must understand that. What you're asking for ain't healing. It's remembering. Unlocking for all, not just the two of you. Don't start this work unless you intend to finish it. Henrietta wrapped one arm around Mama's shoulders. Now I gotta be frank with you. The forgettance will be slipping away, whether you like it or not. I'm the one who cast the cloud, the fog will lift, and the never seen will regather themselves and resume what they had begun back then. Much much faster than Innes folk can reorient and find their footin, And once the one with skin awakens within his captive, he'll set to work immediately. Porter swallowed. So what are you saying? So I want to make sure you know all of this before you decide to proceed. Porter looked at Mama. She blinked, wiped one eye, and nodded. It's worth it, he said. Firelight danced among them as Henrietta placed the lantern in the center of the hut's doorway. That the never seen may never enter, she whispered. When she turned, her countenance had transformed once again. Her persona as a friendly, strange old woman had dropped to the floor as easily as her pelt cloak, and she stood tall. Authority billowed from her solemn countenance, and for a moment Porter could see who she might have been had her life gone differently. Powerful, respected town elder, cistern of their history's wisdom and truth, the Storykeeper. "'I've studied Unlockins throughout our history,' she said, a wry smile on her lips. "'The ritual has been different every couple of generations. Some are ornate, long affairs,' with many steps and precise wording. Some have been simple, short. Some swear by smoke-cleansing, by stones, by the presence of fire-flame, or water gathered from a certain stream, and only when a certain star shines above. She shook her head and came to Porter, gesturing for him to stand. But I have found the common thread, the only thing that really matters in order to unlock an individual. She placed her hand on his chest. This. The heart and intention of the locksmith, even with no preparation and no fluff, just the solid... "'Singular intent of your heart.' "'She tilted her chin, blue eyes flashing with passion. "'It's awe-inspiring what the heart can do, hm. "'Mama came to stand next to them. "'He could see the heaviness in her vision, "'the weary sag of her shoulders. "'She was fighting sleep.' but would succumb soon. He clenched his fists, determined to do this thing, this unlocking, and set her free forever. Henrietta took one of his hands and gripped it tight. She gestured through the darkening doorway with the other, and Porter and Mama followed her sight line. She will certainly not be the last one you unlock, Porter. Your heart is what's most important. Never, ever forget that. They will come to you, some of them eager, some hesitant, some unaware. None of that matters. What matters is they believe in you, and you believe in yourself, and in the divine locksmith, the great story keeper. This is what you were made for, locksmith. Set all your mind and heart on knowing that the one lion before you was created for a purpose too. You are here to open it all up, help them remember who they were made to be. She poked under his left rib. Fix your attention on the heart, she whispered, joining his hands with his mother's. Quiet yourself. You'll feel it. The essence of the soul. The connecting place. Mama's hands were small, calloused, Cool in his grasp. At first his fingers flinched and twitched, but he took a long breath, stilled himself. In moments he did feel it. The faintest tingles of heat licked along his palms and fingers, following the pattern of his own veins. What came as a lightning-like flash when he grasped Davina Warren was a lapping flicker in his mother. The heat pulled and strained, but he held fast. Henrietta's lips moved. He could barely hear her muttering in a tongue he didn't understand. But something about it pricked at him, as though it were a part of him once. Long, long ago. His eyes cut to hers. Never you mind, locksmith. It's just the plays of a woman who has listened to the voices of the past for most of her life. Focus. She continued to whisper in that strange accent. Oh, guard, our soul shines this night encompass our course over the ocean of truth." He tightened his grip around Mama and his attention latched onto the furrows between Mama's thin eyebrows, the lines bordering eyes and mouth signifying a life of desolation made worse by loneliness. Determination surged within him. Be whole, Mama he thought. But instead of the impassioned flash he had felt with the widow Warren, the lapping flicker of heat only blossomed, unfurling, already finished. Without his will or permission, a sense of peaceful, confusing finality settled over him. Mama rotated her hands in his grasp, "'freed herself, and patted the tops of his palms. "'She looked at him with eyes full of sad understanding. "'Well, this is it,' she said. "'Henrietta ceased her whispers. "'What?' "'Nothing happened,' Porter said, clenching his jaw. "'No, son, it already happened.' Mama said, didn't you feel it? There was nothing more for you to do. Henrietta blinked. You mean, then, the unlocking? You had already done it, son, Mama interrupted. And when would I have done that? Porter tightened his fists, fighting the urge to pound the wall. Your birth? Mama shrugged a slight smile alighting on her face. Don't you see? We were inextricably linked then. Henrietta's gaze grew distant, unlocked from the beginning. But Mama interrupted. Her smile flitted away, replaced with a sad resignation as she turned and walked toward her cot. Whatever my gifting is, it doesn't free me of my affliction. The Innes Forgetance was written, narrated, and produced by me, Leah Noel, with special appearance by David Walker. The original song Beware the Neverseen was written, composed, and performed by Georgia musicians Miles Landrum and Lorelei. You can find links to more of their excellent music in the show notes. Sound effects came from the Kind Folks at freesound.org. You can follow this podcast with behind the scenes and more on Instagram and TikTok at Leah with a pen. Ooh, ooh.